The Atlanta Braves drop game one of the NLDS as the Philadelphia Phillies come out and ambush Max Freed in the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves do make a comeback late and lose 7-6, to six, but it was the early struggles by the offense and the inability to come through with a big hit that ultimately hurt them. And obviously the pitching staff and Max Freed giving up seven runs, not great either. We'll talk about all of that on this episode of Locked On Braves. So here we go. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball and check out my bio there to see where I am covering the game of baseball, including the Atlanta Braves in written form over at tomahawktake.com. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. Subscribe to us on YouTube if you're new. Hit that thumbs up button and that notification bell. And thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. My first uh, time going live with this. So appreciate all of those who are joining in the chat that I'm already seeing out here. So great to see that. Going to try to do that with these postseason games. Also, me and Grant McCauley will have a postcast later tonight as well. So look out for that on the Lockdown Braves podcast channel and on the Lockdown Sports Atlanta YouTube page. But let's get into this game. Look, it's a tough one. The final score is seven to six, makes it maybe look a little bit better than it was. The Braves were down seven to three entering the ninth inning, but a very tough, difficult loss makes it really tough for the Braves in this series. We talked about it going in the importance of game one because you know the Phillies have Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola lined up for games two and three. Doesn't mean it's over for the Braves by any means. They've beaten some tough pitchers, namely Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer, uh, very recently. But the hill that the Braves have to climb now, very steep. And then remember, last year, they also lost game one of the NLDS. So, again, you know, not ideal, but certainly the Braves seem to play better with their backs against the wall, and that's certainly the position they're in now. We got to talk about Max Freed, though. It was not a good game for him by any stretch of the imagination. And look, we're going to talk about the struggles of the offense. And, you know, they were there, particularly early on, a lot of missed opportunities. But hard to win postseason games when you give up seven runs and when your ace, you know, just does not have it as Max Freed did not. It looked like it was going to be a typical Max Freed start. Two quick outs in the first inning and then four straight singles. And, Look, two of those singles were just out of the reach of Arcia. One of them, a ball that maybe Acuna could have gotten to. I get not uh, really stretching that in the first inning, wanting to, you know, go there and, you know, play it safe. But obviously hindsight what it is, and especially you see the catch Castellanos made in the ninth inning. Wish Acuna would have gone after that ball a little bit more aggressively. So, um, rough first inning for Max Freed, and then a big error, his own error to start the third inning, and really that entire third inning. Several high throws for that offense where whether it's nerves, whether it's the break that they had, just were not as sharp defensively. A leadoff walk to the number nine hitter to start the fourth inning and then ultimately got taken out 
after just three and a third innings, eight hits allowed, just one walk, six runs, four of them earned. The first time in the last 11 starts that Freed's allowed more than two earned runs, just two strikeouts, only 61 pitches. I think early, especially in that first inning, went to the fastball way too much. I tweeted this out, just one curveball to the first six hitters he faced. Clearly, in credit to the Phillies hitters, they had an approach in that first inning that they were going to sit on that fastball and not allow Max Freed to get ahead with that fastball and go to his secondaries. But Braves just and Freed just weren't able to make that adjustment quick enough in that first inning. And you look overall, six of the eight hits that Max Freed gave up were on that fastball. And look, all season long, Phillies were a great off-speed hitting team, but they clearly made a different approach against Max Reed in this game to go after his fastball, and they got on it and didn't help Max Max Reed's fastball velocity down a good bit in this game, over one mile per hour on all of his pitches. So, again, whether that's the layoff, which typically Freed's been better with the extra rest, you know, still not feeling great from that illness, whatever the case may be, just tired from a long season, the velocity just was not there for Max Freed because of that really not sharp as well. Missed a lot over the plate. You know, the bullpen held its own, you know, had to cover a lot of innings. I know Chavez got a big strikeout, but then gave up that big two-out hit to Castellanos. But other than that, you know, Lee, McHugh, Stevens, all were great and kept the score right there and gave the Braves offense a chance to come back. But again, the offensive struggles, particularly early in this game, left the bases loaded twice that first inning. And I'm trying I'm gonna try not to harp on this too much, but that call to William Contreras in the first inning, I mean, that changed everything. And especially what the final score ended up being. And you never know how things are gonna play out differently if a call goes one way or the other. But we're talking about the difference between a three one pitch and a two two pitch. And obviously, it was called a strike. It was three inches off the plate. Look, I'll give you borderline calls. It's not easy being an umpire. That pitch was a good three inches off the plate. It's called a strike. It's 2-2. Next pitch isn't close. It's 3-2. Potentially could have been ball four. Walked in a run. Darno, who ends up leading off the next inning with a homer, could have come up there. Instead, instead of ball four and a run and Darno coming up, Contreras has to swing at a close 3-2 pitch, grounds it up the middle for an easy double play, and the Braves get nothing in the first inning. That is a huge, huge swing in this game, which ended up being a one-run game. But still, the offense had chances. Loaded the bases again in the third, this time with two outs, and TDA chases two pitches out of the zone, trying to do too much. After he had just walked Wild Bill on four pitches, TDA goes up there, and swings at pitches way out of the zone, a terrible at bat there. A leadoff walk in the fourth, and later had two on with two outs, and Dansby, who had a big hit in the ninth inning but really struggled early in this game, had four strikeouts, so a tough day for Dansby. And then the offense went silent in innings six, seven, and eight. Final line for the offense, six runs, nine hits, seven walks, 12 strikeouts, way too many, especially for a starter like Ranger Suarez who doesn't strike out a ton. Two for nine with runners in scoring position, nine left on base. Just couldn't come up with those clutch hits when they needed to. But again, you know, pitching, giving up seven runs, that's tough to do. More often than not, this Braves offense scores six runs. They're going to come through. And for the most part, I thought the at-bats in this game were good. Unfortunately, the bad at-bats came at inopportune times for this Braves offense. So that was obviously a bit of a problem, but for the most part, I like the at-bats from the Braves offense in this game. Again, nine hits, seven walks, six runs, 
generally that's going to win you any ball game. But unfortunately, the pitching just not able to come through. Next, I want to talk about some of my biggest takeaways from this game and get to some of your questions in the chat here. But before we do that, let me tell you about our friends at Roan. I'm fortunate enough that I get to work from home and don't have to worry about the pains of wearing uncomfortable dress shirts all the time. But if you struggle with the hassle of changing clothes for different activities, then Roan has a solution for you. The dress shirt was due for a radical reinvention and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter shirt is the most comfortable, breathable, and flexible shirt known to man. And here's why. Roan's comfortable four-way stretch fabric provides breathability and flexibility that leaves you, fr leaves you free to enjoy what life throws your way from your commute to work or to the 18 holes of golf that maybe you can play because this was a day game. So you got plenty of time left in this day. It's time to feel confident with a wrinkle-free shirt without the hassle. With Roan's wrinkle release technology, wrinkles disappear as you stretch and wear the shirt. It's that easy. With Gold Fusion anti-odor technology, you'll be smelling fresh and clean all day long. And on top of that, Roan is 100% machine washable, so you can ditch the dry cleaner altogether. The commuter shirt can get you through any work day and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on to get 20% off your order. That's 20% off your entire order when you go to roan.com slash locked on and use our code locked on. It's time to find your corner office comfort. All right, so a couple of big takeaways for me in this game I wanted to talk about, and then I'm going to get into some of the chat uh, topics here. But for me, and I kind of touched on it, two out hits were clearly the difference in this game. Five of the seven runs scored for the Phillies came on two out hits. Braves just could not get off the field. And again, a couple of close plays. And the Phillies scored seven runs without hitting a, a home run. If you would have told me that coming into this game, I'd have said no shot. They got two, five two-out RBI in this game. Again, just come up with some clutch hits where the Braves couldn't, and that certainly was one of the big differences here. And in the fifth inning, Braves scored a couple of runs, had an opportunity to add on more. It felt like you know a big momentum swing, and Snicker decides to pinch hit Robbie Grossman for Von Grissom. And look, Grossman hasn't been just utterly hot lately, but you started him. You put him in this game to hit lefties. You got a lefty on the mound in Brad Hand, and you take him out, which not only you know hurts yourself defensively because you end up putting Rosario out there, but I, I don't understand that move at all, and I don't understand it to Vaughn Grissom. You're putting a rookie who has three at-bats in the last two and a half weeks, and you put him in there in that spot with a chance to maybe put another run or two on the board and get back in the game. I just didn't understand the move right there from Snicker at all. And like, if you were going to do that, maybe put in Ozuna in that spot. I mean, I know Ozuna's splits this year are reverse. He's been better against righties, but you know, at least Ozuna has a shot to run into one. So that was one decision by Snicker. I just, you know, and this game's not on Snicker and any moves made, but I just didn't understand that one there. I mentioned a terrible game for Swanson, the four strikeouts, a couple of them in key spots, just a bad game for him. But on the bright side, Ron Acuna Jr. and Matt Olson, just excellent games all around. Both reached base four times. The big three-run homer for Matt Olson in the ninth inning that brought, brought the Braves within a run. Look, I, my prediction was the Braves in four, and I had Acuna as the MVP. And certainly game one, he's looking very good. I mean, if those two continue and we get uh, Swanson and Riley going, who both had pretty tough games. Riley had a strikeout in the ninth inning. I saw somebody mention here earlier he can't lay off that slider. 
Look, that was a good pitching. He laid off the one before that. He laid off the slider, and then Eflin followed that up with a good curveball in the dirt. So, again, hitting's not easy, but certainly need to get Swanson and Riley going, and hopefully Acuna and Olsen stay hot. Again, the offense scored six runs. That should win you a game. This game is certainly on the pitching, but there were opportunities for this offense to do more damage. Now, I want to go through and look at the chat here real quickly. Tevin saying back at it for game two will bounce back. I certainly, I certainly think so and believe that. This team's been very resilient. Um, Philly made icon saying the series is over. Get out of here with that. Um, not too hot for Max. Uh, Chris Kaysen says, not too hot on Max Reed pitching game one in the postseason. He doesn't pitch well to open a series. Look, he's your ace. I mean, there's nobody else I want out there. I will say this. This is why I think it's so important for Spencer Strider you know, for this season, but going forward to have him healthy for the postseason. As good as Max Fried is, and again, he's your ace. He's pitching game one for me. He's not always that dominant type of pitcher that plays up in the postseason. He relies more on, you know, getting weak contact. And sometimes you'll have games like this where the other team's making contact and they're finding holes. And that's going to be the same for Kyle Wright in game two. That's why it's so important in these postseason series to have a dominant type pitcher. And it's why I think Spencer Strider is the biggest key to the Braves' potential postseason success this year and going forward. To have that John Smoltz that the Braves had in the 90s who you could start in a postseason series, you know he's going to go out there and give you dominant pitching and be able to get those strikeouts. That's what Spencer Strider is. So to me, it's so key to have Spencer Strider healthy for the postseason. Again, not just for this year, and hopefully it's the case for this year. And I think after losing game one, I think you got to roll the dice and put Strider out there in game three. You gotta you gotta split those, at least split those two games with Wheeler and Nola. Obviously, hope they win both of them, but I think you gotta roll the dice with Strider in game three now and see what he can get you and just ride him as long as you can. So I will say that about Max. Look, he's the ace. I want him out there, but he's not that overly dominant strikeout type of pitcher that typically plays up in the postseason like Strider is. Um, the Phillies needed to play almost perfect to win by only one run. I'm really confident in the Braves. Uh, that comment from uh, Heckner Nunez. I agree with that. Look, the Phillies were unreal. I mean, everything going their way. I mean, four straight singles off Max Fried in the first inning. I mentioned it, a couple of balls just out of reach of or, or Arcia, one ball just out of the reach of Acuna. They had some sack bunts, some sack flies. I mean, they just played, they played great baseball. Look, they deserved to win. They outplayed the Braves in this game, but you're right. And a great catch by Castellanos in the ninth inning, saving a hit, possibly a double if that gets by him. So, I mean, look, the Phillies played a, a great game and you're right. They did all that and won by one run. So, Again, you know, Braves can bounce back, certainly have confidence in them going forward. It was Robert Cullen said Riley can't lay off the slider. Look, hitting ain't easy. Uh, certainly was not a great game for Riley. Um, PlayStation Forever Gamer says, we lost game one last year. We got this exactly. Braves lost game one against uh, the Brewers last year and came back. Um, yeah, Jeremy says, Zach Wheeler on the bump next. Braves got their work cut out for them. Certainly do. It's going to be tough. Robert saying the umps killed us today. I thought he was, I thought the umpire was okay, but that one miss to William Contreras, I mean, oh, look, there were other chances for the Braves in this game to win, but that just cannot happen in that big, big of a spot. I mean, that's at least one run, possibly more. That just can't happen. Um, Chris says, 
would rather win game two over game one. At least Braves can leave Truist Stadium with momentum, win tied up. Yeah, if you're going to split those two, you're right. Winning game two is better than game one. You get that momentum going on the road. Uh, PlayStation Forever says, I'm happy Acuna played well today. We're going to win game two. I Look, I was really excited about Acuna coming into this series. Glad to see game one. You know, he certainly went off. Love to see him get a little bit more launch angle. He had some really hard hit balls to left that he's under him just a little bit more. We're going to start seeing that power come, but certainly love the at-bats from Acuna today. Uh, Chris Kaysen, due to work, wasn't able to watch the game until getting home in the seventh. It seems the Braves would have won this game if the errors didn't occur, and that's a great point. You know, Max Freed, gold glove winner. If he doesn't make that error in the third inning, which leads to two runs, two unearned runs, Braves win this game. I mean, look, in a one-run game, there's going to be one play here or there that you can point out that makes a difference. Um, so certainly that one was not great. Uh, Joseph recap, talk about the bad strike two to Contreras. Yeah, I mentioned that earlier. Uh, one, Orellana, same score from the 2019 playing game at home, game one versus Cardinals. Let's not bring up 2019 right now. That was not great. Um, you know, it was not Angel Hernandez behind the plate today. I can't remember the guy's name, but I know it wasn't. Hernandez, uh, terrible home plate umpire. Again, I thought he was okay. It's just that one really bad miss to Contreras that can't happen. Need to check batter ball on Olsen's homer in the ninth. That should have been an average pop up to center. Like he's got power. I mean, he's got forty home run pop. Um, certainly uh, not not questioning Matt Olsen's power there. Max has to be better. Huge call on Bill bat at bat by TDA. And Nick Castellanos decided to remember how to play baseball. Yeah, it, Thomas, it was a, a tough game all around. Yeah, Benjamin agrees. Ozuna had the shot to hit a three-run homer there. I don't understand the decision to go to Grissom there. Maybe Snicker will answer that in the post game. Brandon Edwards, very frustrating. Dansby and Riley got to wake up. I agree. Got to get those two guys Owen going. Uh, Thomas Evans says, the days off helped Ronald. That's why I was so excited about him coming into this. Look, when he's had the rest off this year, he's been great. Um, so I'm certainly expecting a big series from him. Um, Max Freed gave this game to the Phillies from the start. Freed had the tendency to fail in big games. Maybe you missed game six of the World Series last year. Uh, do we see Strider pitch game three? I, I do. I, I said this coming in. If the Braves lost game one, I think you got to push it with Spencer Strider in game three. Um, and I think the Braves will do that at this point. Um, Astros did this to Max in game two, singles everywhere on weak contact. Yeah, that's the trouble with Max Freed sometimes. He gets a lot of weak contact, and that contact is finding holes as it did on Tuesday. Then he can have games like this still. He's given up two under less and 10 straight coming into this one. Uh, just looking at the velocity and the location for Max, just something was off on this one. Seems like Smolsey thinks Philly is going to win the World Series. I don't get all the hate for Smoltz. I mean, he's trying to be an, an impartial announcer. I think he's very knowledgeable about the game. I get why Max, why Braves fans don't necessarily love him because at times he's going to talk good about the other team. Um, what else we got here? The Phillies played perfect. Didn't they walk like eight guys? That is true. They, there were a lot of walks in this game. Braves couldn't uh, take advantage of that. Um, yeah, there were a ton of, ton of walks, seven walks by Phillies pitchers in this game, and Braves just weren't able to take, uh, take advantage. Played well enough to steal one at your house. Should have um, should have been a 2-1 game instead of not scoring in the first inning. Yeah, that first inning is tough. Uh, appreciate the sentiments there, Chris, on the episode, doing this live thing for the first time. It's been a lot of fun. 
21 game winner Kyle Wright pitching tomorrow. I got confidence in Wright. Yeah, look, it's similar to Max Free. We're going to talk about it here in a second, but he's also looking for that weak contact, that ground ball. 2023, Matt Olson turns into Braves' big slugger over Austin Riley. I do think Matt Olson's going to have a huge 2023. Um, I think he, you know, this year wasn't terrible, but I think next year he's going to get more comfortable in this role and he's really going to going to take off. Yeah, Braves had no clutch hits early with runners on base. Yeah, you know, despite the bad call, um, Braves had plenty of chances in this game. You're, you're certainly right. Can't expect to win playoff games if you leave bases loaded two times and not get a single run in. Yeah, I agree, Steve-O. I mean, they had plenty of chances in this game. Penn did a nice job with multiple innings from guys. No mentor, Glacis or Jansen. And that's going to be the key tomorrow. Looks it's going to be tough against Wheeler, but at least the Braves are going to have a fresh pin. MLB should look at today's attendance as justification for no day playoff games. Well, isn't, I believe it was a sellout. So I don't know if everybody was necessarily there for the game, but I do know it was a, a sellout for the Braves. So appreciate your, your chat questions and the talk there. Going to try to do this after every postseason game. So I really do appreciate it. But next, we're going to preview game two of this series. Braves desperately needing to even up this series. And we'll have Kyle Wright on the mound. Uh, we'll discuss that next. If you haven't tried out Built Bar Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And they got a new flavor coming for you, Cookie Dough Puffs. And let me introduce you to those Cookie Dough Puffs, which have a chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks. And of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's healthy for you. Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in, the, in them. Run to Built.com right now to snag a box for you and the family. And what's great about Built Bars is that they're all made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. And you're going to love the new Cookie Dough Chunk Puff. I do. Sent me a box. Absolutely enjoying them. Let me know in the comments if you enjoy a good uh, built built bar as well, or a built bar puff. I know a lot of our listeners do. Go to built.com right now. Use our promo code locked15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code locked15 at built.com. So the Braves will turn their attention to game two with Max Freed or with Kyle Wright on the mound trying to help Max Freed to have a rough game one. It's going to be a tough matchup for the Atlanta Braves going up against Zach Wheeler, who Look, let's be honest, he has been really tough on the Atlanta Braves in his history. You know, a hometown guy, you're going to be playing, you know, in front of a lot of friends and family. It's going to be a tough game, but look, Braves have Braves have been good against good pitching in the past and I think they can certainly get it done. Again, offense to me, I know they had opportunities early, but that to me was not the biggest problem in this game. I liked the at-bats. I mean, shoot, seven walks and nine hits. Again, most often than not, that's going to lead to a win for the Braves. Got to pitch better. Got to get a good start out of Kyle Wright. Need some length as well. I know the Braves didn't have to use Iglesias, Minter, and Jansen in this one. They did have to use McHugh and Dylan Lee. I think they only faced uh, one batter there, but got to get some length from Kyle Wright. You know, a solid five innings, hopefully six of two earned or less. I think if Kyle Wright can do that, I like the Braves' chances. You know, the one good thing about the game one on Tuesday is that the Phillies had to to show their best bullpen arms in this game. And they're also without David Robertson in this one. Don't forget that. But, you know, they had to use Dominguez and Alvarado, who were lights out 
and the Braves were able to get to Eflin this one. So the Braves have seen their best relievers, and hopefully they won't have to deal with the shadows when they're seeing them in game two. Probably will be shadows to start that game, but later on you won't have to deal with that. There were some innings there where both hitters said they just couldn't see the ball, and that was clearly evident by the swings in those late innings. But Kyle Wright, got to have a good start. I mean, again, obviously goes without saying. You want to win playoff games, you got to have good pitching. Braves give up seven runs in game one. Hard to win that way. The offense keeps having the at-bats for the most part that they had in game one, and they can put up similar production that they had. Feel very confident in them going forward, but it's going to be tough against Zach Wheeler. But they really, you know, they really worked Ranger Suarez. Got him out there after three and a third. Again, if they can work those deep at bats against Zach Wheeler, not as easy. Obviously, one of the best pitchers in baseball. Get him out of there early. Get to that bullpen with, you know, a tie game or obviously leading would be great. And then hopefully add on against that Phillies bullpen. You know, that's obviously the plan for the Braves in this one. But got to bounce back. Can't fall behind 2-0 in this series. Again, I think you got a chance to have Spencer Strider lurking in game three, but we don't know what you'll get from him. So, yeah, uh, Hangman113 says it's a must-win tomorrow. That certainly feels that way. Obviously, you got the home field advantage. You lose both of those games and go to Philly, although road teams have been looking pretty good in the playoffs so far, but certainly don't want to fall behind 2-0 when you got those first two games at home. So it's certainly feeling like a must-win. All right, that will do it for this episode of Locked On Braves. Again, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Make sure you follow Locked On Sports Atlanta on YouTube. We'll have a postcast with me and Grant McCauley later on tonight. Go make your second listen of the day, Locked On MLB, where MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective, talking about the biggest stories from around the league. Again, we'll be back tomorrow talking about Game 2. Have a postcast later tonight with me and Grant McCauley, so check that out. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here for this first ever live episode of Locked on Braves. Appreciate all the comments in the chat. We'll try to do this again tomorrow, but until then, we'll talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked on Yankees. Locked on Mariners. Locked on Mets. Locked on Angels. And you're listening to Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. 